Welcome to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. On each and every episode, Brian talks with coaches, athletes, and performers in all arenas who are putting into practice the principles of peak performance that will help you close the gap from where you are to where you want to be, to help you become a master of the mental game, and to help you start dominating the day. Hey, how you doing? Brian Kane, your Peak Performance Coach here with the Peak Performance Podcast. We've got LSU head softball coach Beth Tarina, fresh off of back-to-back Women's College World Series appearances in 2015 and 16. Beth, thank you so much for taking time to join us here on the podcast. Thanks. Happy to be with you guys. Yeah, if you would. Could, could you talk to us a little bit about, you know, at LSU, you guys are the Tigers. And in your softball program, Tigers is really the acronym that you use for the core principles of your program. Would you talk about Tigers and how you use that with your softball team? And we had this genius mental conditioning coach that directed us to having this Tiger standards. Is that what you want me to say? No, no, that's not what I want you to say. I want you to talk about how you use it. <laughs> um, tigers, trust, integrity, grit, energy, relentless, selfless. I think the coolest thing about it is that all of our players could tell you that instantly, um, which is something that we were missing before. So now they you know, understand the standards, they can define the standards. And I think that's step one, right, to being able to do anything is having a good understanding of it, knowing it, being able to define it. You can't live it every day if you don't have a clear picture of what it is. So I think that's been huge for us. Excellent. Beth, what's the mental game to you as a head coach in the SEC and one of the top programs in the country? Well, I think if you look at the season my team just had, um, everybody had written us off somewhere midway through the year. Um, And we played five of, to me, the toughest people in our conference, the toughest people in the country right in a row. Um, Two pitching staffs with ERAs right around one. So we had six games, virtually back-to-back weeks, with two pitching staffs um, with ERAs around one. Um, So our kids were just absolutely beat down. I mean, going up to the plate and failing or having to compete against that, you know, time and time again, I think just was a huge, huge toll on our kids' mentality. So I think a lot of the reason why people had – you know, written us off was because of our mentality at that point. So um, I don't know if we put enough credit into what these kids have to go through to play um, day in, day out against the best of the best. And I think, you know, we had to climb out of that hole, not as a fundamental team, but mentally as a program. And I think once we did that and got confidence back, you saw where we ended up. How did you do that? What did you do as a head coach to help them get that confidence back and crawl out of that hole that finished as strong as you did? Well, we went back and looked at some things, and I think we got a little bit caught up in worrying too much about what everyone was going to do to us instead of what we were going to do to them. And I think we tried to play, you know, we always talk about our strengths first, but I think we were so worried about how are we going to beat this pitching staff, how are we going to do that, um, that we missed the point of let's play LSU softball. I mean, I don't know, for example, in BP, we would hit three rounds of what we thought we were going to get from the other pitcher. Well, if we went back and we said, you know what, let's make sure every day we're hitting a round of just fastballs and letting our kids just come out their shoes. You know, let's make sure that we haven't forget, forgotten how to put a ball over the fence or how to square something up, what that feels like, because we're challenging so much to try and, oh, let's make sure we can hit that, you know, drop ball in the outside corner that this kid's going to hammer us with or the change up. Instead, like, let's also remember what it feels like to square something up. I think we kind of got lost and forgot that. So added that back in, made sure we were doing things every day that they were confident about. Um, things that were feel-good things. You know, like we don't always have to give them the hardest drill in our repertoire. Sometimes we can give them a drill they're really good at and let them feel good about it. So we we made some changes there, and I think it really helped. Love it. What um, You know, one of the things I've seen you do, and and I don't know if you're even conscious that you do it, I I think we've talked about a little bit, is 
in the third base coaching box uh, during the SEC tournament, they panned on you, and there was a lot of good deep breaths each pitch. Is that something that you're intentionally doing as part of your routine to keep yourself in the moment and in control? I thought you were just making fun of me with that. No, no I thought it was awesome. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I'm going to start teaching that. that you're going to be the model for all head coaches to follow. I can tell you one thing I do as a head coach is I try and stay as consistent as possible. So I try to not ever get too high or too low. Like a lot of people will ask me all the time, like, oh, you just are, you're never smiling over there. You're not doing anything. Well, um, you know, I try not to react to things. Like if I'm not going to react when we're up 10, I'm not going to react when we're down 10. I think our kids just always know what they're getting from me. That's something that's really important to me that um, I think I see it all the time that a coach is arguing so hard about the pitch before not being a strike or not being strike three that they forgot to focus on the pitch that's coming, and now we give up a home run. You know, when we just argued it should have been strike three, we've now given up a home run on the next pitch because we're so focused on the pitch before. So I really try and just be present. I try and stay the same. Um, I, I tell myself um, in my heart before every game that I can be full of emotion but act emotionless. That's one of my things that I try and tell myself all the time is that I can act emotion-free. But I can be passionate and I can have a lot of emotion, but my actions have to be free of emotion and more intelligent instead of, you know, knee-jerk and and reactive. Love that. Be full of emotion, but act emotion-free. That's fantastic. Um, Last question I have, and then we'll open it up to the crew here. You know, Beth, you've you've worked in college softball now a number of years and had a chance to work with and be around a lot of, of mental game sports psychology coaches. Some of the coaches that are with us here this weekend are, are, are trying to decide, do I want to be a baseball or softball coach or do I want to go be a sports psychology coach? What advice would you give to somebody, um, you know, kind of just getting started in the field of the mental game to help them connect with and serve a coach like yourself who's a head coach in the SEC? Well, I think, um, you know, we've been around some different people, and I think one thing that's really cool that you do, Brian, is that, you really, you know our kids and you know their names and you take the time to learn about us. And I think while you probably give a lot of the same advice to different programs around the country, you really make it specific to our kids and you understand them. And I think that's a huge key in making them buy in is they're probably not going to buy into somebody that, you know, just says blanket hitting, but they might buy into it and say, you know, Bianca, I really saw you doing this and I think this is going to really work for you. I think they're going to understand that a lot more and buy into it if you know something about them. I think, you know, every time you've come and visited us or even if you're on a Skype, like the first thing you do is know the kids' names. And the first thing, even if you're on Skype, you'll recognize like, hey, I see you in the front row there, uh, Landry, what are you doing? You know, I, I just, I think you do a good job of making the kids buy in and it's great to have all the information. It's worthless if your kids don't find it valuable. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank that. Fantastic. Thanks, Beth. Let's open it up here. Questions you guys got for, for Beth Farina, who, by the way, does have a French Bulldog. <laughs> yes, I do. And his, name, his name is Rosin, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, do you care? You were talking about, like, keeping your emotions, like, kind of even. Do you have a preference with your players, like, whether they are, like, up and down or, like, is it individual or is it something you, like, to consistent with the whole team? I, I tell the, them the same thing. Now, they're allowed to be a lot more emotional than me. You know, I like our players to be individuals. So I think their own personality needs to come out. I think that's a big part of the fun of being on a team is having a whole bunch of different personalities working towards one goal. So I do, I encourage individuality within the team concept. Um, but 
you know, I think whatever they're going to be. So if they're the cheerleader, if they're the top step and they are like the one that is leading the Tigers cheer, they're doing it whether we're up 10, down 10, whether they just struck out, made an error, whatever it is. If that's them, then that's them. Um, if they're the person that's, you know, more focused, more intense, then no matter what happens, we're last pitch to go to the College World Series, you're still the one that's intense and focused. You can't suddenly become the cheerleader. So you just have to be who you are. And I think all of them bring something great to us. Um, you know, we, we don't need everyone to be a cheerleader. We don't need everyone to be quiet. So I think, you know, you got to just groom your individuals. But I think consistency is huge. Awesome. Other questions? Uh, you talked about Tigers, trust, integrity, great energy. Can you go through all of those? And I have them. I, I got them. Yeah, I, I, I have those. I can show them to them. I'll give them the, I'll give them the, the resources and stuff. Okay. Um, is there anything else you want to ask more specifically about how she uses them, I think? I'll tell you one cool thing we do with them is every day we nominate a player of the day um, after practice. And they have to nominate them according to a Tigers trait. So they can't just say, you know, like um, Sydney pitched really good today and, and I liked her headband. You know, they have to be able to say, like, I trusted that Sydney was going to make pitches today because she's worked really hard. Or, you know, I know that Connie struck out in the first inning, but it was really gritty for her to come back and get the game-winning hit. She has been relentless about it. So they have to use the Tigers' traits in their speech. They can't just say it. Um, so that's something where we're reminding them daily to live it and use it is in that. You know, Beth, one of the things that, that I think – you know, you are you are one of the best coaches I've ever been around at doing this. Is creating a motto for the year. You know, whether it's take the next step or when you had the Top Gun planes or the one penny. Would you talk about some of the mottos that you've used for those individual years and, and kind of your process for coming up with those? Well, kind of like your total immersion, we kind of total um, immersion our staff and come up with the things that we think our team's going to need for the year. Um, we really just sit around and say, like, what are we trying to get out of this group? What do we think are our red flags? What are our things that we're trying to, you know, uh, ensure don't happen? And then what are the things that we think we're missing? So we're third twice. Like, I know this year's conversation will be like, we got to win another game. We just need, you know, win one more game, get in the championship series and see what happens. So I think, um, you know, our question will be amongst ourselves of what do we have to do to bridge that gap to win one more game? And um, you know, I think we sit a lot and talk about the things that our team needs. We've had some really cool ones. I think everybody's favorite has been the, the power of one. Um, and it, the player of the day got a penny, and they would bank them in a bank on the wall, and it slowly built up uh, the power of one. Um, so it was all about – and it was cool because it was power of one, one team coming together as one unit, but it was also like how small is this one little thing, this one detail that you can do, this one penny, yet it adds up to this big, huge season where you're finishing in the – in the College World Series. Um, we did whatever it takes one year, and it was all about having the it factor. That was our first year at LSU. I love this one, too. And every day there was a word, and it had an it in it, like commitment or attitude, something like that. And the kids also identified, like, their own personal it. Like, um, what is it for you that makes you tick? You know, like, um, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to um, live it. I'm going to earn it, whatever it might be. That was one of my favorite ones, just about the it factor. And, um I have some genius assistants that make the coolest stuff. Um, this year they got puzzle pieces for the player of the day, and the puzzle piece had all these people that had the it factor in their life. Um, I mean, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, people that you would think that, like, man, they just had it when you watched them play and watched them do it. They had it. So I'm um, just trying to teach our kids about having that it factor. That was one of my favorites, too. Awesome. Any other questions you have, Beth? 
Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time, energy, and attention. Now, I've got to ask this question, as I do, since this is a podcast, as I ask for all of our guests, the last question. What do you know now that if you could go back and talk to the, the 21, 22-year-old, young, just getting started coaching Beth Tarina, what do you know now you wish you knew then? Um, I, I think staying true to yourself. I think there's no opponent that's bigger than the game. There's no opponent that's bigger than what, what you do well. I think just staying true to yourself, doing what you do well, no matter who you're up against or, or who you're facing. I think I'm hitting the face with that lesson every single year all over again. But just staying true to what you do well. And, and it's the same game. They haven't changed the length of the bases or any of that stuff since I've been around it. So just keep being true to yourself. Awesome. Beth, thank you so much for taking the time and the energy and the attention out of your busy schedule here. Uh, scratch rosin on the back for me and dominate your day. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right, we'll see you. Bye. Today's podcast is sponsored by Potential Apparel. Potential Apparel is on a mission to inspire athletes to reach their true potential. If you're serious about reaching yours, then you have to go check them out. They make awesome clothing for dedicated and committed athletes. I'm a huge supporter of what they're doing, and that's why I wear their clothing with pride. Make a statement and join the movement today at PotentialApparel.com. Be sure you use promo code Brian Kane with a space between Brian and Kane for 15% off on your first order. Dominate the day with Potential Apparel. Thanks for listening to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. Please make sure that you visit BrianKane.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-C-A-I-N.com. And sign up for my Monday message, where every Monday I deliver straight to your inbox videos, interviews, articles, tips, techniques, and strategies that you can use to master the mental game. You can also contact me through my website on our Contact Us page and see my calendar of where I'm going to be in the country and when I'm coming to your area so that we can get together and that we can continue to go out there and dominate the day. This is a production of Corn Belt Sports. The Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast is part of the Top Coach Network.